Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net and Mr. Ed Foychuk. Thanks for joining us, guys. Heck yeah. And today we're going to be talking about AI art, its arrival, the effect that it could potentially have on our fellow artists out there, and really what Ed and myself, our individual take is on the whole matter. So... Ed, it's great to be catching up with you again, and I know that you've got a certain viewpoint on AI art based on the very popular posts that you recently made about it, and it'll be an interesting conversation because I have a feeling our views and opinions on it might differ just a little bit. Uh-oh. I'm going to get ready for a fight here then. Um, yeah, I got to say, I've made a few posts over the last few days on it. Um, AI art has been kind of creeping into my life lately creeping into my feed and stuff like that growing and growing and stuff um at first it was just a little trickle of like an image here or there i was like oh that's a new app oh that's a new new this it's the new filter thing or whatever and now it's everywhere and so i thought i'd make some comments on it and just have a a bit of a discussion with some of my followers and everything um yeah people are creating slideshows on it people are doing a whole bunch of stuff uh trying to discuss this and debate it back and forth and uh i don't know if you know this but in our group mm -hmm. <laughs> i've banned yeah. ai art you banned because it we, uh, yeah yeah absolutely it this and i probably should have talked to you about this first <laughs> no 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 i can see why you did yeah, yeah because um this is you know our group is how to draw comics draw right mm. and i don't want people posting AI art, and I should have done these air quotes every time I put, say the word art, because I don't believe it's art. It doesn't fit the definition mm -hmm. of art, and we can talk about this in a bit. Um, and purporting and saying, well, I drew this. That's not what it is. That's not how it works. Um, it's not drawn. So it's not welcome in our group, just so you know. Yeah. Just so you know that in your group, it's not welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I understand. And uh, I can I agree. Yeah. It's, cool. Okay. We teach people how to draw. It doesn't require the ability to be able to draw in order to produce it. So totally. it's sort of pointless to be posting it into a group called How to Draw Comics. Absolutely. Absolutely. So who wants to go first? Well, let's let's talk about your take because I think that most artists are going to be able to relate with your point of view more so, so than mine. Mine might even get some hit back, to be honest with you. I've been a little mm. reluctant to put it out there. Okay, um, well, controversy I, is not I, the worst I, thing. I have a little bit of a, a lateral thinking thing going on, which okay. confuses myself and most other people as well. So uh, let's okay. hear what your take is first on AI art. So Ed, okay. we Just know it's the coming. other yesterday, so over the last few days, I've been sharing, like people have been making little memes and document things about uh, AI art and like comparing different types of art and showing how, um, you know, Picasso, Rembrandt are basically photo bashed into an image or whatever. And, and a lot of AI art, AI art, a lot of AI work is almost looks like photo bashing or something. And then... Um, often it'll take on not just the exact imagery of of the artist's work but like the stylistic like the the heavy line work or 
or heavy outline work or something like that. And it'll bring it into an outline of my face or something, right? It'll yeah. take, um, I posted just the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, a post created by uh, John Lamb and his partner, just looking at the name, Jen Ishihara, right? And they had kind of addressed a lot of these points point by point. And I really agreed with this. And that's why I, I, I shared and stuff. I'm going to say this. This is what pissed me off the most about AI art. And this is where, um, if anybody argues with me, I kind of get upset. Uh, oh, a friend yeah. of mine, Kim Jong-gi, um, died a few months back. Hmm. I, his studio was a few blocks away from my apartment in, in Seoul, in Gongdok. And uh, him and the Superani crew were always such great artists, great mentors. They were great instructors, would bring young artists into their fold. And... A few days after he died, somebody had taken his artwork, plugged it into an AI program, and produced content that looked like Kim Jong-gi's work. Hmm. His family, him, didn't give any permission for this. Uh, they didn't give permission for taking his content and trying to recreate it through a computer program. And to me that seems extremely wrong, uh, disgusting even, that uh, an artist had just passed away and somebody was taking their work and trying to recreate it, not by skill, not by, you know, saying I I've studied under him or I, I loved him, I respected him or whatever. I, I worked under the master for a while or something like that, but by punching in a few keywords, feeding a program some images, that are not public domain and regurgitating out images that are copying Kim Jong-gi, right? Mm. Um, this is what bothers me most is that uh, this is taking artwork that, like if, if they, for example, asked you and asked me and they said, hey, I want to take 100 pieces of your artwork and 100 pieces of Ed, Ed's and produce AI images with it and stuff like that. And we both said, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead. It's free or whatever. Or I, I love teaching. Me and you are both instructors. Let's put it out there and stuff like that. Cool. Then that program can then use our, our, our art, right? But they didn't. They've taken art without permission. Um, hmm. And that, especially even art from like friends of mine, maybe I'm not good enough. I don't know if they've taken mine, but taking his at, right after he passed, that's pretty disgusting, man. Hmm. So yeah, that's my main point. That's my main point is taking art without permission and then using a program to steal that artistic style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so for know, the any, most part, you... you feel okay with that? How would you feel if, if, if that was done to you, with you, or whatever? You cool with that? Mm. Well, it's happened to me before, as you well know, Ed. Mm -hmm. People um, stealing art. Yeah. Mm. So for the most part, you would say that AI art is a bad, probably unethical arrival that is going to directly affect artists. No, that's a there's a few different directions on okay. there. One, it's not art. If you look up the definition of art, it's mm. created by humans. Yeah. So it's not art. It's AI imagery, mm. but it's not art. I was looking mm -hmm. up the definition of art before this and stuff like that. And there's something about the creative process by humans and stuff like that. That is art, mm -hmm. right? 
This is created by a computer program. So I wouldn't put it under the definition of art. It's AI images, right? Okay. The second thing is it's stealing my job. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'll compete with a computer. I've competed with computers before and stuff. That's not what I'm scared about. Right. Not right now. That's maybe my second argument. The first argument is it's taking it without permission. Mm -hmm. That's the first problem. This is not public domain stuff that it's taking. This is not uh, public photographs or anything like that. This is specific artwork that is taken without permission to be fed into this program. And so I think the permissions is the first issue that should be dealt with. Right, the ethics and all that. Let's deal with permissions first. So, if you give permission and you say it's okay for you to to have it used and stuff, all good. It it can use yours. But what if I say no? Shouldn't I have the option of saying no? I don't want my art used in in that program. And I think that's reasonable to say that. I think it's reasonable for you mm -hmm. to say, yeah, sure, I don't care. Use it all you want. And it, I think it's also reasonable for me to say, no, I, I ain't down with that. I don't want it used. When they would you agree with that? What do you think? I'm gonna to get to my point. Don't okay. worry. And it's okay. it's nuanced, right? It's it's a new, different way of looking at what it is we're talking about here. Okay. Okay. But so my first point that I'm getting at is permissions. Mm -hmm. I think the permissions. Second point is I don't believe it's art. I think it's imagery. Yeah. Because it's not created by a human. Okay. Third then gets into, um, so the computer issue and stuff like that. Third gets into then is it stealing from artists? And that's that's a that's a more difficult topic to get into. You know, where is stealing? Where is this? Where mm. is that? And stuff like that. Is it taking food money away from from artists potentially? And I'm going to yeah. say yes, but we can get into that discussion whenever. So I've kind of rambled a bit. You go on with your point, and I'm going to cool. okay. All right. So AI art got me thinking, especially the way in which it works. Mm -hmm. Primarily, AI works from what I've seen. This seems to be the common thread between all the different applications and platforms out there for it. It works based on prompts. Mm, okay, before so, that, I'm going to stop you. It works before the prompts. How, what do the prompts access? What do you mean? It's not just prompts. AI is not just prompts. I can't just say, Google, tell me this. It's prompts that are accessing a database. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Cool. So it's not just prompts. It's prompts that are accessing a database. Perfect. Keep going, man. Because um, so, I'm coming at you on this, man. <laughs> so it's based on prompts that are accessing a database. Mm -hmm. If you think about how we work as artists and how we've also always worked, we essentially, our, you were talking about the creative process. Mm -hmm. Our creative process follows very much the same formula. Often, yeah. Look at Inktober. That's I want to ask, right? ask you and I want to ask any other artists out there who are watching this, do you have a favorite influence? Is your art directed by style? Mm -hmm. Anyone else's mm -hmm. style beyond your own? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can imagine that if we think of ourselves like the AI generator, let's say for me it would be Mark Silvestri. Mm -hmm. I wanna draw a woman in the style of Mark Silvestri. Mm -hmm. 
Michael Turner, and I like his stuff too. Mm-hmm. The only difference between the way in which we work and AI art works, and this is where you're going to get real angry at me, Ed, is that AI art has access to a much wider database than we do. Oh, for sure. Right? Because our, our minds can only hold so much information. Even mm-hmm. if we decide to go online and download a few inspirational reference images of Mark Silvestri's or Michael Turner's or whatever your influence and artistic style is, mm-hmm. that's still going to be what? I mean, t- let's say that you're, you're really spending some time collecting references. Let's say it's 100 references you collect. Yeah. Still, AI art is sourcing from a, a massive database and apps it's not just sourcing from your reference from your influences and their styles it's also sourcing from who knows what so that's the thing and so what does that result in well it gets it done faster which mm-hmm. pisses us off obviously because we can never keep up with it and it does it more originally because it has access to a wider database Original is a funny word you choose there, but it could appear more original. More original. It's also more creative with it as well. In ways that we wouldn't even think to use those styles and influences. Okay, so that's my first point. Now we can talk on on just that point or I can keep going. Okay, so to summarize your point that it is based on prompts just like we are based on prompts and it has access to x amount of information just like we have access to this amount of information but it processes faster because it's a computer right it has more information than we could ever hope to process ourselves as human beings more processing power it's been a massive jump an exponential jump an advancement in doing what it is we already do as artists it just doesn't do it perfectly yet, but nope. we're already here, man. In a okay, year, so five years from now, that's going to perfect, and it's going to do it better. I'm going to shift industries just for a quick second here because this is also mm. applicable to other industries, right? And it's it's already touching on these industries. Uh, I think I can't remember what Star Wars I was watching last where they had um, Princess Leia after she had passed. They've had a few actors come in um after they had passed right and they had used the deep fake or different graphics or whatever to impose their face and stuff like that right i hope to hell that those actors either had that in a contract or had it in um or their their estate gets gets a piece of that because that actor not only this face right but this mannerism this everything and stuff that they bring to the screen is honed through um, beauty regimes, through the through the gym, through acting classes, through whatever, and through personality, and then they bring that onto whatever stage, um, set, whatever it is to perform, right? To do their their skill, right? Okay. If a studio can just copy that and toss the actor and not give any credit, not give any anything, and just basically take their essence and put them on screen as their essence. That's some nasty business. You would think that they should say, okay, well, you know what? I really like Ed's this and that. Ed, 
you don't have to show up. We'll give you 20% of your normal contract just for us using your essence, like copyright. You know, part of your brand, part of your style, part of the, whatever it is, is we'd like to use that. We, we think it's great. Like The Rock. I'm looking, I'm thinking of Dwayne Johnson, right? Dwayne Johnson's, uh, he's got a very set type of, of characteristics that he brings across. So if somebody wanted to put The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, into a video game or into maybe even a movie now or something like that. But they, but he's like, ah, you know what? I'm not, I don't have time on my schedule. Tell you what, we already got a program, a program that'll make your face and make this and make that. And it, actually we can even do the voice. You can do the voiceover if you want, but really we even got your voice program down, right? We're going to do that for, and pay you nothing. What the fuck? People would freak out. Let me right? ask you, Ed. But Let me ask you real quick. Wayne, on this. We'll give you 20% of your normal go and you endorse it and stuff like that, you just don't even have to show up. That's up to Dwayne to choose. But if they did it without his permission, that's nasty. What makes you think that clause hasn't already been put into their contract? I bet it has. Signed, yeah, right? I bet it has. It would have but to that's be. that's the point. It's in their contract. They're agreeing to it. They hmm. are agreeing to it by signing yeah. that contract because Dwayne's a baller on ballers, making baller money, all that kind of stuff. He's like, sure, I'll sign this. Thank you. You know, whatever it is, he sings and stuff, right? Hmm. It's all good because he agreed to it. But if they did it without him agreeing to it, fuck those studios. We don't know. Um, I would be shocked. They would get their asses sued. I Think about it. That. Let's say Princess Leia, for example. Who was the actress? Yep. Carrie Fisher. Now, they have made countless figurines and video games yep. featuring her likeness as princess oh. leia yeah but she signed contracts for that maybe it's a broad statement that says hey you give permission for us to be able to use your likeness in maybe. whatever way we see fit then so be it but that's a contract and permission given but we don't know we don't know, but I remember watching, what was it, the toys that made us, and there was an argument between like the toy rights of Hasbro and this and that. These are all contracts that are in place, right? And I'm going to bet if there's no lawsuits happening, then there's already an established agreement in place. And that goes go. back to my original point is using things without permission, hmm. right? If they used Carrie Fisher's likeness without any agreement in place, there'd be a lawsuit coming at them in a heartbeat. Right. And, and that goes into this AI programming. So AI, um, some of these apps and everything, they make uh, it's like 10 bucks uh, purchase or whatever it is, like subscription, whatever it is. They're, they're making certain amounts of money and stuff like that. Right. They're making money off of somebody else's skill without permission. That's the problem. That's that's my starting point problem, too. No, that's yeah. Permissions. Still we'll permission. Go back to that. Permission. Permission is key. If they, and DeviantArt did a little hinky thing. They kind of just rolled in AI mm. and said, y'all given permission as a default. And if you don't mm. want it, you got to go into every single one of your images and check new. And that's nasty, right? DeviantArt's being nasty about that. And I'll call them out on that right now. Mm. Yeah, they're covering you know, their Because I've got like a couple hundred images on there and it's like, I haven't been on DA in forever and it's tedious as hell, right? So they're just hoping that people are too lazy to do it. And so far they're right. I'm too lazy. I need to go in there and do that. 
yeah, this is entering new territory, and DeviantArt are covering their asses just in case by putting. I guess I have a feeling what it is is data mining. Like they're they're going to sell off their their data for cash, just like you know email lists and all this kind of stuff. They've got a collection of data now that might be valuable to somebody. Just like on Facebook, there's something about if you post your image on Facebook, Facebook could use it or whatever, right? Well, yeah, of course. Of stuff, right? Facebook yeah. might use it for their own uses, or they might say, you know what? We're going to sell this shit. And that is how broad that is. I know. It's massively statements, broad right? And massively scary, right? Yeah. We yeah, agree, absolutely. though, when we mm. use that platform. Right. And, and that's if that's what, where they're getting their images from, then that's my screw up. If, if they're using my art that I posted on there and I agreed to it, that's my script because I, I agreed to it, right? Mm. But I don't know if they are. And that hasn't come out yet. As far as I know, they're just mining it from Google searches and grabbing it from everywhere they can. As far as I know, they're not paying for getting these images from these sites. Now, I could stand corrected. And maybe each app is a little bit different. But as far as I know, they're not getting permissions on a, on mm. a lot of this stuff. But Google is, they're doing it somehow. How does Google have the permission to be able to catalog and store an image that was created by UED and display it in Google do. Images when someone searches for your art? Well, they have to. I don't think it's and, unless they're, It's not stored on Google, though. That's they're the creating thing. a thumbnail in Google Images. And, and with the reference that you go to the link to see the image. Sure. Right. I don't know about the, the ownership of that. I don't believe Google owns any of those images. As far as I'm as far as I know, um, they don't own any of those images, right? It's just they have mm -hmm. a representative thumbnail, like as right. we're scrolling past websites and that kind of stuff, it pops up. But there, there's no ownership by those search engines there. Let's say they don't own it. They're still mm -hmm. using it without potentially your permission. Or permission that you thought you had given or not given. Do we give permission to Google or can you opt out or opt into Google? You know more about that because I know you, you're, you're the search engine guy and stuff like that, but I don't. I'll, anything, I'll, I'll anything, ignorance yeah. there. anything that is searchable on Google, any images, anything you write, anything you create, if it is searchable on Google, then they have well, they've, they've stored it. They've, in order to be able to rank it, yeah, of course they have. Does Google store things? I didn't, I didn't know they stored it. I thought <laughs> they just stored links to things. I didn't think in Google fact, stored anything. In fact, I can go into my Google search console and I can even check as to how long it takes Google to start ranking the information that I put on it, you know, in terms of absorbing it and making it searchable. Okay, I'm gonna plead 100% ignorance in what Google stores or doesn't. Well, it's interesting I to think about, that They right? were just accessing and having mm -hmm. it in search. I didn't think that they saved anything. And I would be surprised if they they do. Like, I, I did not think that they saved stuff. Your web browser. Links it. Your br web browser saves it. That's why your web browser doesn't have to load up an image fresh every time you see it again in the browser, it's stored that information. That's what your catch is. That was really, really right? fast for me, but again. But isn't, isn't it interesting how 
all of a sudden we're seeing these correlations between things that already exist. I mean, what sure. was it before AI art generation? It was digital art. Everyone no, I'm was... going to say right before AI art came on the scene, digital art was before that, right before AI stuff. I keep calling it art, it's not. Mm. Right before AI was filtering, the rise of mm -hmm. filters. Yes. And people trying to pass off filters as art they've created. Yeah. Right? In the last few years, I've seen people like use an outline filter, or use this or that. And sometimes that can actually be used in art really well. Like, you know, like can background be. tracing outlines and stuff. I've seen that really done. But 99% of what I saw were people like just trying to make their little avatars for Facebook or whatever. And that's fine. But as soon as yeah. you they tried to portray it as like, I drew this, I made this, nah, the app made it for you, right? Now you're hitting on something actually that gets into my second point about mm. AI generated art. Mm -hmm. Thanks for which the is listen, yes, it, you can create images in the click of a button. And there is a certain amount of value attached to that. Somebody who is a complete doesn't know a thing about creating art from scratch could take it and slap it onto a coffee mug and sell it let's say without mm. permission now it's been so jumbled up so blended together that even if your art is in there and there's a slight influence of your style i will guarantee you that unless the ai has based it and really very tightly on the prompts that have been put into it. If there's only like one or two specific prompts and it's, it's based just on that thing and it's done nothing to it, the AI art hasn't done its job, then you might notice that it's your stuff. But if you say that, hey, I want a portrait of Adriana Lima in the style of Stanley Lau art germ, just those two prompts, it's still going to pop something out that is fairly original and unseen before that some people might not even guess was based on those particular prompts, right? It's interesting. It depends on what you see. Like the stuff that I saw of Kim mm. Jong-gi's, it was like street scene, Kim Jong-gi style. And that it was very clear. I was like, mm, it looks like it's drawn by him, but not really like kind of 90% right. him or something like that, right? So like... I've seen all kinds of AR art, as I'm sure you have too. Some of it's crap. Some of it just looks like a, a picture with a little bit of a smudge. Some of it's on incredible. It. And some of it's like mind blowing and like, mm. holy damn. But again, I'm going to stop and say art because I just looked it up again and I'm going to read this definition here. Art, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be a appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. So if you look up art on, on a bunch of different websites for definitions, mm -hmm. it usually has human creative skill in it. And if somebody's going to argue that the words Kim Jong-gi street scene is human creative skill as a prompt, I'm going to really cringe on that one. I don't think those prompts are art. So Let's say that it was a street scene that was created in the style of Kim Jong-ji. And it was a new image that had never been seen before in his style. Still not art. It's an image. Still not art, but because it wasn't created by a human. But the end result is 
pretty much the same as somebody who just has a Kim Jong Ji style and has created totally. a yeah, street. Scene. I agree. It's very close to it. Okay, yeah. so visually, like so, if I look at it, I'll be like, "That's damn close." Visually, right? And yep. the artist may have gone through a similar, much more drawn out process to arrive yeah. at the same result. Totally. Okay. <laughs> totally. Right? The AI took two minutes. The artist took so, uh, two or twenty years to do it, or whatever. Right? Absolutely. So if we're saying, well, the AI art company or generator or whatever needs to get permission from Kim Jong Ji to be able to do that, and then not the artist. To me, that seems like a double standard. Not to me. One's human, one's not. I use a pencil to draw. Really I use this pencil to draw as a mm -hmm. tool. Someone else who generated that piece used the AI art generator as a tool to produce. It's not art. I'm, it's an image. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, yeah. let's say an image, right? Yeah. We're talking about visual images yeah. created in two different ways using two different tools that ended up mm -hmm. with the same result. This is where I'm thinking, okay, what kind of rules are we setting here? What are we saying? Mm -hmm. And what effect is that going to have? Because this has arrived, right? And mm -hmm. just like Uber arrived and taxi drivers got upset about it, yep. it changed that industry forever. Oh yeah, listen, I understand disruption. You know, I, I've mm. usually been a big proponent of disruption. I uh, we're going to have driverless cars soon, and taxi drivers are going to Uber is going to be the old man on the block soon yeah. enough. Do you know what I mean? There is disruption and stuff. Um, I think when we get into like, then it gets into discussions of universal basic income and how can we make a living and stuff. Um, when if we are taking away creativity from humans, I think it's a very dangerous thing like there's a difference between um bringing a robot in and doing an assembly line and stuff like that and making that that car a thousand times faster than a thousand workers did or something like that right at a certain point we've got to wonder where are we taking away the essence of humanity and that gets into mm -hmm. a more philosophical point for many oh yeah thinkers, right um yes which because... is difficult to make laws around sure like okay. We look at every invention that's come in, whether it's can't the base loom, it on that, you know, uh, what was that? The lazy something that, uh, that for, for knitting, like the industrial revolution into the computer revolution and more and more we're, we're moving humans away from general farming and factory work. And, you know, even programming might be taken over soon enough. And eventually we're going to look at and say, well, what is humanity? You know, why are we here? And these types of things. And those goes on to, you know, like, and if we could hold on to one thing for humanity, you'd think that creativity would be it. Artistic endeavors. Yes. Right. If we take away artistic endeavors from humanity, what the fuck are mm. we doing here? Really? Like, you know, so mm. I, I, I'm not saying that this needs to be outlawed. I'm not mm. saying that, uh, you know, we need to ban AI and all this kind of stuff. I'm saying discussions like this need to happen because oh, yeah. what happens it's is so important this will get into the next point of you're talking about does it take away income well let's look at it this way well, um, i, I want to stay i want to stay here before we get into that okay okay let's we'll wait for that you you keep on your point then what what else do you want to say on that so the point that i started before is that there are going to be people who use this ai generator for mm -hmm. images artistic images and they use it as nothing more than a novelty. They, they, they're having fun with it, right? 
Maybe. Now, there's going to be artists out there who don't use it because it is the devil. And there's going to be smart artists who catch on to the fact that this is merely another tool that enhances their creativity and gives them ideas that they've never even thought about before. So let me give you a quick example, personal experience, right? Okay. I, I'd start, I was mucking around in one of these AI generators. Mm-hmm. Now, initially, I wasn't being that creative with it. I think I, I put down a few different prompts. I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan, as you can tell. So I put yep. in Dragon Ball Z, blah, 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 put in a few, maybe a style here or whatever. Okay, cool. It spat out something pretty lame, pretty crappy that I would never use for anything. Mm-hmm. Then I started to cre- get more creative with it, and I started putting more information into the prompts. And it started generating some very interesting ideas, ideas that could potentially become character designs that I use in my comic books Mm -hmm. or in an illustration, compositions I wouldn't have thought of, backgrounds Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of. Now, here's the other crazy thing. AI has already done a lot of the association, a lot of the associated processes that I would have otherwise have gone through if I was prompted by some inspirational images as an artist. It's already done that. But here's the thing. My brain still does that when it's already given me that image. So in effect, what artists can start doing is rather than basing their artworks on references they've found on the internet, they can Mm -hmm. start basing their artworks on AI-generated images, artistic images. In, in other words, what you can work off is more original references. So if used right, AI art could result in artists being more creative and more original than ever. I mean, just imagine it for a second. All of a sudden, artists aren't drawing inspirations from directly from the artists they admire, the stars they admire, or the subject matter that they're supposed to be working off of. Now they're drawing artistic inspiration off of the AI-generated images. Can you imagine Mm. the kind of things you'd start to see in movies, on CD covers, just in terms of general art prints on T-shirts and coffee mugs, and then in comic books? It would be substantially... I mean, this might be what we need at this point, Artists have already come up with everything that we could possibly come up with. We're just regurgitating the same stuff. You listen to the same music. You see the same movies these days. You're essentially seeing the same poses, the same designs. You go into Art Station. Yes, there's some variety there, but it's all pretty much similar content and the different themes and genres that you're looking at. If I say sci-fi, we all pretty much think of the same stuff within that genre and theme. If I say fantasy, we start thinking of elves and whatnot, right? But the AI-generated stuff, you put fantasy into that, it's still in the early days, let's not forget, but it's already starting to come up with more interesting outcomes based on the prompts of those genres and themes than we're capable of right now. And we've think about how much information we've got at our disposal. Like, what's our excuse, right? AI generated art. My argument is it just knows how to use it better. And if we're smart, we can use it, associate our ideas, our own creative 
apply our own creativity to it and come up with something that no one has ever seen before, something that's truly, let's say, more original than what is out there currently, what artists are capable of doing currently. And I, I do mean artists in the true sense of the word there. So I see it as a tool to the artists out there who are smart enough to use it and harness it for its true potential. I'm going to agree with a lot of what you said there. I think I'm going to disagree by your continued use of the word smart. I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's intelligent or unintelligent if somebody chooses to use a tool or not. If somebody's using a Wacom Cintiq or somebody's using watercolors, I don't think it's one artist is smarter than another. If we're looking at AI art as, as a tool, then it's just simply a tool. It's, it's, it's not a, it, it can be smart for some people to use it, or it can be nothing to some people. It's just another tool. The way you mm. described a lot of what you were saying there reminded me of when 3D models came on the scene mm. and 3D art. I remember um, Doug Schuler. Yeah, that was the, one of the first names I ever saw mm. doing that. He was doing uh, Magic the Gathering cards. And I remember me and him were in some art groups and stuff like that. And we were hanging out for a long time. And and some people wavered on whether his art was like art. Like it was amazing stuff, right? But it was 90 something percent based on 3D programs and then a, some Photoshop afterwards like and when I say photoshopping I mean actual like brushwork and some touch-ups and everything like that mm. right but a good majority of it was based out of 3d programs and stuff right he used 3d poser what was it back then this was like poser yeah years. I remember I that think it was poser it was something else or whatever and yep. he just does 3d um and I don't think Doug was smarter than I was or anything. So I'm putting that intelligence aside. He used it as a tool and created, created great art using that as a, as a leap board. And if somebody, and so this is where I'm going to agree with you. If somebody uses AI uh, images as, as a springboard into greater creations, greater art, I love it. I'm going to say that's freaking awesome because that is art. That's our, back to my definition over here. That's the human creative process. Mm. Right. That's somebody actually doing something as, you know, they're they're growing off of it. Right. Yeah. But just like most of what we saw out of 3D art back in the days was somebody doing an awkward pose in poser mm -hmm. saying, look at me. I'm an artist. Yeah. Right. Most of what we're seeing out of uh, 3D imagery or sorry, AI imagery now is is. It's not art. It's not somebody creating something or anything like yeah. that. It's a computer creating it and stuff like that. And that's a novelty right now. It's a novelty right now and stuff. So if, if I ever see, and if you do it, I'd love to see it, you know, saying, hey, listen, here was my concepts. Here's what AI spit out. Here's what I took from, from that. And this is what I created. I'd love to see that. Art. I'm going to do a video demo of it. Yeah, I, mean, I want to I, do a multiple AI-centered AI videos I, on this because I I'd think love it. it's important. So I, I don't think you're any smarter for doing it, but I love mm. the adaptation. And just like I yeah. love disruptions and adaptation and stuff like that. Um, I just, like I said, these types of discussions that me and you are having, I think the average person that that jumps on this, onto these prompts and stuff, they don't really realize like, oh, hold on. Mm. I'm asking this program to do this thing, but did this program actually get permission from that dead guy to do it? 
I don't think a lot of people are having any any care or foresight into that. And since I've been posting on it, a few people have messaged me and said, you know what? Thanks for bringing it up. I never knew that. Now, they could still keep on using it. I'm not telling anybody don't use AI programs or anything like that. I'm just saying have have some understanding of what's going on here. You know, ha have some understanding of what's going into this and then make some choices of what you're going to do with it. Are you going to create art just like what you're talking about? Are you going to use it as a prompt or something like that? Are you going to use it for your your the new popular avatar on Facebook or whatever, right? Maybe, whatever, right? But understand what's happening here that that mm. program likely got its information without permission. Yep. And that if you're going to use that, be aware of it. Just like, yeah, man, back in the day, I was on Napster. I used it until I could afford not to. Now I pay for Netflix, right? But I'm not, I'm not wagging my finger at Napster users or anything like that. That's not it. It's just realize what's happening here. Hmm. Realize that these images are being taken without permission. And if, if you're okay with that, that's cool, right? But just let's. Uh, my my thing right now is spreading a little bit of awareness about it. Yeah, we we've we covered a lot of that in the first portion yep. of the the video and yeah. uh it's and like i said we landed on an interesting conclusion to it but if I people think... want to use it like you're describing it or use it in any way i ain't gonna stop them i'm not mm. picketing the the you know the ai offices if they even have an AI office right oh man i'm just saying let's get awareness to it so i agree <laughs> with you on on your point there that use it as a tool use it however you want my only yeah. little asterisk there would be be aware You'll hate me. You, you'll hate them even more after after I say what I'll say in a minute. But Ooh, okay. Um, the reason I use the word smart, and it was probably the wrong word, but yeah. I think it would be a mistake to look at AI-generated images, artistic images, as the final product. I think the mm -hmm. best use of this new AI art generator is to see it as the middleman because that's that's that. where its truest potential is i mean i just i think about all the awesome like it, it, creativity from human beings could be on the brink of a massive upgrade cool. if they use it in the right way and that that's really what i mean by smart not to make to not to offend anybody out there who's mm. against it obviously each to their own you know, I can see why you're against it. I completely understand it. There's a part of me that's against it too. But here's where Ed is going to really start hating these AI companies because let's be honest, they're here to make money. When it comes yeah. to they're – they're going to be capitalists, right? So they're not going to care about whether it's right or wrong. Okay, they, they, they look at it objectively. They go, okay, how can I make money out of this? Uh, do people want it? If they want it, great. Are they willing to pay for it? Awesome. How much can we make? That's yep. all they're thinking about. Okay. Yep. Now, rules and regulations might change that cause that yep. to become a possibility or not a possibility anymore, but mm -hmm. it is coming and it's going to get way better very, very quickly. Yep. How is that going to affect jobs? I'll be honest with you right now. I think a lot of concept artists are going to either see a massive pay cut or they're going to be completely out of work in the movie industry, in the games industry, possibly even the comic book industry as far as the, co the character design department is concerned because when it comes to concept art production within these industries, 
what the way it used to work is you would be paid as the concept artist to come up with a hundred variations of the one idea. Mm-hmm. Now AI, uh, and if it can't do it now, it's going to be able to do it soon. Can do that yeah. in at the click of a button, less yeah. than a minute. And so now you, as the concept artist, you might still be able to keep your job if you're if you're able to look through all these different generations, select the best one, touch it up, turn it into a complete piece, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the end product. I've used the middleman to get to the end product much faster. But what about the the team of people, the concept art team that needed to be there in order to fill in the gap? That's where yep. I see damage happening and people being out of work. Yep. And that's going to be across the board in all creative industries. And guess what, guys? It's not just art that you've got to worry about. It's going to be eventually... AI-generated videos, AI-generated music, AI-generated writing. It's all starting to happen. You want here's here's the crazy part. You want an image up-resed? They got AI that can do that now too. It almost things that things that were impossible before or very difficult to do are becoming unfairly and unreasonably easy to people who have no ability to be able to do it in the first place. And Mm -hmm. that's where it's rubbing artists the wrong way. But guess what? At the end of the day, all we can do is complain about it. And what does it mean? It means nothing. We're like the taxi drivers complaining, right, about Uber. And in the end, it it didn't get us. It won't get us anywhere unless we embrace it and unless we harness it in a wise way. Well, I'm going to agree disagree and agree like there's there's a few things that i really agree on and stuff like that like we've talked about disruption and everything and we bring up taxi drivers and uber and this type of stuff right i i like the example of of bear share and napster and stuff right we had an illegal program come in and disrupt what was blockbusters domain right before you used to have to go to the video (laughs) store and download or get cassettes and you know, mm. at first it was Betamax versus VHS. Then it was VHS one out and Blockbuster was the main chain in North America. I don't know about in Australia, but, and then you started having digital downloads and they mm. were crappy at first and weren't really great and everything like that. They were all illegal. And at mm. first you had to be kind of a little bit of a computer guy to start downloading stuff and yeah. everything. And right. And then eventually it spread to everybody. And then all of a sudden, uh, the FTC and, and certain regulatory bodies said, no, 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 no. We're going to start to get your, um, your internet provider service um, to crack down on if you're downloading too much. And there was some pushback from, like, there was an overusage of, of people downloading. Then there was pushback from regulatory committees. And then it kind of settled into a place where um, the rise of Netflix right? And the rise of those types of things and Blockbuster mm-hmm. got wiped out, right? At the end of the yeah. day, Blockbuster is gone. Netflix is here, but even Netflix now is struggling, right? All of a sudden, Netflix is dropping subscribers and wondering where to pick up because more competition came into the, the field. Crave, mm. Disney Plus, everybody else started fighting over this download, right? The one thing that I've noticed a lot is there's always change. And I, I'm I'm a big person of change. And so me that's why I mean you get along so well, right? I'm yeah. not against this because it's change. I'm against it because of a couple of things. And, and when I say against it, it just basically means I want to voice my opinion on it and stuff, right? Absolutely. But I'm not saying it's not coming. I'm not saying there's nothing 
you know, just like Napster came and, and then got wiped out. And do you know what I mean? Like these things are here and they're coming and there's going to be waves that come with it. Right. Maybe there'll be a regulatory body about, um, this is hard because copyright infringement plays out so differently in different countries and mm. is so slow compared to technology. It, it's years, if not decades behind yeah. sometimes and stuff. Right. So I don't always trust regulatory bodies. What I do enjoy though and part of the reason i'm speaking on this today and why i was sharing posts like that is because once you start telling people and start educating people and saying hey this is hurting me because of this maybe it's only 10 percent, but 10 percent would be like you know what i'd rather give my money to the creator if i had a choice sure. to to download that song for free or to give it to the 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 girl who created it not everybody's going to do mm. that. And I recognize that. And I don't, not everybody can do it. There's a lot of people that just can't afford to buy that song and stuff. And I, I, mm. I, I ain't going to judge on that, but I'm going to say that whether it's 10%, 5%, 50% or whatever, are going to say, you know what? At a certain point, I'd rather give my money to her. And that's sure. part of this education. That's part of why I'm talking about this and stuff, because um, there's no stopping these programs. There's no stopping mm. these changes. But what I have noticed is when I posted about it online, uh, people will be like, man, I didn't know that. Now I know. And now I'm not going to pay for that $10 app. Yeah. And, and then and, I've had people reach out to me for commissions. Right? Like they'll be like, right. oh, are you open for commissions? And if it's not me, I'll point them in the direction of somebody else that's open for commissions. Right? And so this is just a reminder to say, hey, you know, this, is, this change is here. Right. These, these apps are here and stuff like that. Right. But where do you want your investment to be? Do you want to support creators or do you want to support this app? It's your choice. And people are left yeah. with that choice. Right. And look, the reason that I'm not as focused on that particular portion of the argument is simply because we got no control over it. You know, maybe there's a nice AI generating art company out there that's going to be giving reciprocity to the artists whose images it sources. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. You know, there's, and I can't control it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I focus on what, what can I do now? And I think well, if every, if every artist does that, this could be a good thing because as with all of these evolutions that happen throughout different industries, we talked about a few of them, mm. innovation comes about. It's the it's yeah. almost the only way innovation can happen, in fact, is through hard times. Or and, an industry can be crushed. Or it can be crushed. And, and make no mistake, I see AI-generated images as an apocalyptic event for artists, potentially. Mm -hmm. it, it could be especially those of us in the West, because let's say, for example, some laws that do come in that make it difficult to use this AI-generated stuff. Well, guess what? We're not getting a bulk of the creative opportunities anyway in these different industries that we are able to work for because mm -hmm. game companies, comic book companies, every creative company, they're not hiring US citizens, they're not, they're not hiring Australians, they're, they're hiring out from Russia and China and the Philippines. And if those countries are using AI generated art and, and we've 
by law not been allowed to, mm-hmm. then we're really screwed at that point. So that that's why that's why we have to be super careful here because we absolutely have no control what any other countries do at all. And so think about that. Let's say that we don't have AI generated art, but let's say Russia does, the Philippines does, and China does. Imagine how much they can drop their prices at that point, which they've all that's that's the reason as to why they get most of the work right now. Lower can, cost of living. Lower cost. Not not only a lower cost of living now, but a lower cost of production too. Sure. Lower yeah. cost on a lot of things. Yep. Man, we are we are going to be in a very we will be in a much worse situation than if we embraced the AI generated art. This goes These into were different a- scenarios that could happen, but it's it's interesting to really think this through because of course we've got yeah. our immediate emotional reaction to this, but we shouldn't be making and again, we don't really have any control over it, but if we did, it would be wrong to base the decisions we make on those immediate emotional reactions. I think this is the absolute free market versus controlled economies and stuff like that, like mm. regulatory uh, bodies and stuff like that. Like we could play this down the regulatory path and say, okay, well, no apps are allowed on the app store unless they do X, Y, Z. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And it's just like, if we look at the yeah. EU and think, okay, well, only ethically produced hummus can be sold in the European <laughs> Union or something, like that. whatever. Like we, we can set those things. And sometimes they're good things. Like, for example, if you say, mm. well, um, there's no child labor allowed in um, factories that produce your shirts, right? So yeah. we are able to set certain regulations. We're also able to say, well, you can't use so-and-so's likeness on your advertisement, right? You can't Absolutely. put, again, I'm going yeah. back to Dwayne Johnson, but it could be anybody's. Uh, you can't put them on your advertisement just because you want to put no. them there. You might be able to do that in Bangladesh because Bangladesh, the enforcement of IP law is barely, right? But in most, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, developed countries, you know, there's, there's mm. developing and developed. So I'll use that, right? Uh, there, there's their, their intellectual property laws are quite established and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is that regulatory path. But like I said before, it takes a long time to catch up. So I'm, I'm with you on this as in like, I'm not, uh, I'm an old man, and I'm shaking my fist at new technology. I'm saying, let's be aware of what it is. And let's, oh, yeah, let's call it on what is doing a little bit nasty here. Just like BearShare, when I was downloading on Napster or whatever and all that kind of stuff, I knew I was taking that movie. I knew I was downloading that new Heavy D and the Boys CD or whatever that I, <laughs> I didn't want to buy at HMV. I knew what I was doing. A lot of people that are doing using these apps don't know what they're doing. So education no. is part of that. What I love about the advent of Netflix and movie, video, series streaming is how it it created some fierce competition for mm-hmm. people who are pirating just movies online. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Yep. That that something was able to beat the free download of movies. Well, yep. I don't know how much it's beaten it by, but I know that it's way more convenient for me to just jump on Netflix and to start totally. streaming. And I'm willing totally. to pay for that convenience. Yep. So these are all interesting things to consider. And I think at the end of the day, you're sort of the moral compass in this conversation. And my my human side, Ed, 
completely understands and agrees with every point you're saying. And then my survival side, it starts coming into play and says, okay, what really is, what's the next move here? Mm-hmm. What is no, the I, next objective move that I can make you know, to survive? Me and you have always talked about this and I always feel like I'm standing on quicksand. I'm always moving mm. and stuff like that. That's always, and like, that's why we get along. And so yeah. I think we're both being moral here. I think we're both looking at the future and looking how to adapt and how to respond to it and stuff. So if you look at our points, in some ways we're arguing it out, but then the truth that I think there's a lot of agreement here. I, I think there's a, a lot of agreement Um but there's also, you know, frustration, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and curiosity frustrating and, thing. and anxiousness and, and excitement and all these thrown in. And so we're like, okay, well, where's this going to go? Um, like I said, to me, awareness, discussion, education, for me, that's where it's at almost every issue. You know, if we could have these type of discussions on pretty much every issue on the block, we'd be better off for it, right? This is definitely how we move forward. And it's, I, I believe it's so valuable to have an opposite side of the coin perspective to the one you currently have so that you've got, you've got the full scope of information there that you need or considerations that you need in order to make the, the best decision going forward. Yep. Because if you, if you just base it on, you know, what, what your immediate reaction is, then it's, it's just such little information at that point that you could be easily making the wrong move. So I think sure. this, this video, hopefully uh, you might've disagreed with a lot of what I said, agreed with some of it, vice versa with Ed, yeah. but hopefully overall this video has given you something at the very least to think about no matter where you fall on AI generated art. And I think it'd be, unless you have some final words, at a great place to leave this topic on and start talking about a little as to what's all happening with how to draw comics.net and what we've got coming for you guys. And yeah, gals. you know, we're almost at an hour here. And so um, it's, I think it's a good place to wrap up. We've kind of done this back and forth. And I think it worked out really well that we're in agreement, disagreement, but kind of respect that goes around all around, right? Uh, yeah. with how to draw comics.net, you know, our Facebook book group is exploding once again. Uh, Facebook mm-hmm. for some reason throttled us for a little while there. I don't know what happened, but now we've grown by thousands again. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a great group of people that are in there learning, sharing right now. I am hosting another sequential contest. So it's the sequential summer slam, but not in the summer it's in the winter and it's Hulk versus whoever you want so pop up into the group how to draw comics uh and look at one of the pin posts above that it has the hulk drawing and stuff like that right and all you have to do is get drawing it it's some people have a bit of a head start but they're due just over a month from now so uh january 11th is a due date and there's prizes and we give uh review videos and critiques and stuff like that and it's really a way to kind of push yourself into drawing and creating. So join into the contest. Uh, we'd love to have you and I want to see your work. Absolutely. Obviously, Ed and I have always got something in the works as far as our courses and our lessons are concerned. We're constantly thinking of ways to be able to increase the value of those that already exist and then to be able to come out with brand new 
products, training packages mm. that are going to help you enhance and, and push your skills to that next level. But beyond that, howtodrawcomics.net is one of the best resources, I would argue the leading resource for comic book artists who want to advance their skill set. And the coolest part about it is there's a lot of free content on the website. You could go there right now. We've got a link in the description below. Go there right now and you can start learning just from the tutorials and the videos that we have available there, completely 100% free. Yes, we've got the courses there as well if you want to mm -hmm. take it to that next level. And you know those are created by people like Ed and I, Robert Marzullo. We've even got David Finch and Trent right. Kanuga on there with their courses. Yeah. So it's it's a hub of information if you are somebody who is interested in drawing mm -hmm. comic books. The site is for you. So go there now, check it out, and obviously sign up to the email list. It's free. Yep. And you'll have VIP access to any exclusive promotions that we put out. And there are promotions that I've done that I've only put out to that list that have never been released publicly. Mm -hmm. There's also going to be notifications sent directly to your inbox about new tutorials, new videos, new podcast episodes that are released on the website, and including, including this video that we've just done. So head on over there right now and sign up today. Cool. And I'm going to give you guys just a little heads up. You know, um, Clayton and I, like we were saying, we're always creating new content stuff. My newest course was Clip Studio Paint, and I've already got about 3,000 students in it. It went insane. People really loved it, right? Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. Clayton and I have been talking for a while about really making uh, How to Draw Comics the hub. And, you know, it already is. It's a great resource. It's probably one of the number one websites, you know, the rankings already, right? Um, but we want to bring it more than that. So we're starting to put together kind of the ultimate how to draw a comics academy. So yeah. guys, just watch what's coming because even more is coming your way and you're going to be blown away by it all. Absolutely. It's still in early days, but the plan is to put basically everything you need and much, much more and much into more. this thing. And, uh, and you really probably won't need anything else after you invest yeah. in it. But um, that's certainly to come in the future and something to be very excited about. It's something that Ed mm -hmm. and I are both, I mean, we were talking about it even before this recording for probably 15 minutes to half an hour, just about all yeah. the things we wanted to do with it. So, yeah, well, we'll wrap it up there. That's our cool. shameless plug for this video. Yeah. Done and dusted. Ed, any final words or... No, I just, uh, I appreciate all you guys, our followers, our students, especially um, our partners that have helped uh, create content. And um, we're all, you know, we're all in this together. So we're all moving forward together. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed the video, be sure to hit like, subscribe and ring that bell for notifications. And I'm sure you've got some thoughts of your own on mm -hmm. the topic of this video. So leave it in the comments below. Let us know what you think. And I should have yeah. said this right at the end of uh, our discussion, but we want to know what your take is on this. Uh, it's I have a feeling we're going to we talk get, about it. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of opinions on this. I already have. So let's see what this <laughs> drums up. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's leave it there. Till next yeah. time, guys. Bye bye. And uh, remember to keep on practicing, keep on drawing.